Hello, sports family. You are here with Jens and Larissa on the Mental Game Sports Podcast. This podcast is for every sport, every athlete, every coach, and every athlete's parents around the world because all of you matter and deserve to have the best experiences and have a healthy relationship with your sport. We're talking to athletes, coaches, parents, trainers, sports psychologists, sports associations about what's happening in sports and how we can create a healthier environment to prevent mental health issues. We want to help equip organizations, coaches, athletes, and parents to have healthier relationships and to allow the athletes to fully enjoy their career by developing mental strength and resilience. If you're a sports organization, we consult athletes, coaches, and parents and change procedures and protocols to create a healthier, respectful, competitive environment where the athlete can excel to their optimum performance. If you feel that you have a story or something that adds value to our mission, feel free to reach out. We want to hear from you about your experiences so we can work together on solutions. You can contact us on Instagram at The Mental Game in Sports or on Facebook at The Mental Game with Jens and Larissa. I'm uh, excited about today, so let's dive right ready? into it. Because today's ready. topic, people on the Mental Game podcast is all about how to beat distractions in sports. Ultimately, we are coaching and approaching athletes in a different way now because they are presenting with different behaviors. So our athletes today, Jens and I were talking about, you were saying they're less focused, less motivated, they have less energy. And there's a whole cycle to that, right? There's a whole reason why we're feeling that way. So Really, how are we going to start coaching this type of athlete, Jens, do you think? The easiest but most challenging way to approach these athletes is by taking away their distractions yeah. and uh, finding ways to remove them from the distractions into a zone of focus and we all know what the major distractions are today. Uh, cell phones, video games, TV, and- uh, Social media. We, social media. Social media absolutely. is the big one, yeah. Social media is the big one. And uh, you know that's why athletes, not just athletes, but also their parents, hang on their uh, cell phones pretty much 10, 12 hours a day. And uh, we have to find ways to break that cycle. And yes. I know that uh, we have the tools to at least approach parents, athletes, coaches uh, to break that cycle. And I'm very excited to, to talk about this topic and at the end, give some guidance and tips. Now, ultimately, when a parent drops off their kid, to the club or this arena or the soccer field or the volleyball court. We, me, okay, I'm a parent to, to athletes. I say your cell phones, they're not on in the car though. Cause I like to talk to the kids in the car. That's, that's my own personal rule with my own children. And you know what? They start to chat. They start to DJ. The DJing is nauseating. <laughs> 
<laughs> like they start to put on this stuff in the car, but you know what? They're relating to me and I really want them to feel secure and that they're relating. And then they get out. And I said, I want you to focus, shut that off. I said, because the coach sees you going in, how you address them, look at the whites of their eyes, talk to them, say, how are you? And I can't believe I actually have to tell children today or my own athletes to acknowledge the other coach, to acknowledge the other players. And it's almost like I have to teach them etiquette again. Yeah. What do you think about etiquette? Is that part of it? Absolutely. You know, etiquette is something that has falling off the wayside, <clears throat> excuse me, and needs to become part of the focus. You know, when, uh, when we go to an event, to a sporting event, to a competition, to a game, we have to right. have a routine and the exactly. routine includes etiquette. You know, growing up, you go to a game, you don't dress any way you want with your shirt hanging out your pants or your pants around your knees. Right. That's not etiquette. You know, I'm a coach. I want my, my team to show up uniform, whether it's in a suit and tie or in a, in a team tracksuit. Uh, right. I don't want them to look like, pardon my language, but hobos, you know. Well, I was going to say bums. Sometimes I do actually see that they wear their pants so far down. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's all about respecting themselves respecting their environment, respecting their coaches. And I think it's about, remember how we talked about children haven't changed, but our expectations of them have. Yes. So to go back to what I expect as a coach, oh, I'm, I expect a lot. Don't let me down. Here's the contract I hand out to parents. Here's the contract I hand out to the players. This is how it's going to be. And we are going to be our best selves on and off the court, on and off the ice, because we can have all these team goals we want, but if we don't behave like a good person, we're not going to get anywhere. Well, you know, it's, it's a sign of respect. When you're, yeah. when you're going into a competition, you're always representing someone, whether yeah. it's your team, whether it's your teammates, whether it's your organization, whether it's yourself. You know, have the self-respect yeah. to actually dress uh, accordingly to your uh, to your agenda, and you know there's so many ways. You know, we talk about no no phones in the car. The only time where I would allow a phone in the car is if they use it for guided meditation before an event. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Because who who was it? Just I just heard them say in an interview. I think it was Felino for the Leafs. He just got traded. And I remember he was just getting used to being with the guys in his new warm-up. But he's like, but my warm-up remains the same. And I and I I had a little bit of a blip, he said, in my warm-up. And and I, I I like to be very focused. So for him to say that, I thought that's so great for other kids to hear because yeah. they have regimented warm-ups for their body, mind, and their ability to focus as not just as on themselves, but as a team. Yeah. I right? totally agree with absolutely. Yeah, so those so, routines are a mindset and we need to get those kids thinking about their discipline mindset. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is what puts you into focus. 
being on social media before a competition on the way to a oh. competition or yeah. even in the dressing room is not going to put you into any kind of focus other than focusing on things that are totally irrelevant to what you're about to do. And this is where parents and coaches come in. So how do you yeah. remove these distractions? You know, you can go as far as to say, you go to bed tonight, the night before a competition, the phone is going to be in the, the living room. That's where it stays until you come back from the competition. That's one way. Is that a little drastic? Maybe, but do they learn any other way? This is the Not challenge. Not right now. They don't have any self-control. No. Right? Because their frontal any... lobes are just not quite being done, formed, right? Until they're 25. Yeah. And when we talk about removing phones, we got to be able to teach them how to use a phone. So that starts at a very young age, right? Yeah. Um, I actually have met two coaches who had 13-year-old girls, competitive girls hockey teams, and they had a shoe container where you where they each kid based on their hockey number put in their phone into that little shoe slot right. and sorry when you get to the arena phones go away it's time to focus That's i thought exactly that was great yeah it's fantastic and this is but the parents aren't doing it but the coaches are doing it. you know somebody has to do it and should once... be both it should be both it should start at home. You, you, well, you know, I, yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah. You shouldn't expect your uh, athletes, coaches to take care of what, what really is your responsibility. And yeah. it has to start at home because you don't want to pass on this responsibility to someone else. And uh, it's really important that it starts where you, where you leave the house not when you arrive to where you're going because from leaving the house to getting to your competition it's still all the same a lot of time where you can distract yourself and right you know as a former professional athlete i know that your your preparation for an event for whether it's a game uh competition or, or a meet, whatever it is even practice is two days two days, like your mental preparation starts two days before the event. Yeah. You can't just go into the dressing room and say, oh, now I'm focused. Doesn't work. Well, you know, I know the latest statistics. If you check your phone, you are 70% more likely when you check your phone out of every 10 times to see something negative 70% of the time. I totally You're either comparing that. yourself, comparing yourselves to others, jealous, annoyed, uh, disappointed and I think only a few are happy right because they admit the dopamine to the brain like a like on Instagram or a like to a dress or a like to your photo that these kids yeah. have been filtering on top of filtering to make sure someone likes them um, yeah. we all know I don't filter my photos I don't even know how to do that real well I guess I do but I don't. I, I don't and I think that does come with age too confidence yeah. right but for my other question was, we're seeing lots of athletes, let's say high school athletes at an elite level gaming. Yeah. So 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. 
the night before a game or even a regular night is school nights, but it's impacting their health for a game two days later. Yes. So the well, game, and we know well, gaming is blowing up the N, uh, NBA uh, and other I, I sports. I, we, uh, it wasn't all over the media. It was last year uh, where I think it was Vancouver, pretty sure it was. Uh, oh, right. Right. Took away their gaming consoles because they were playing till like four o'clock in the morning yes. at the night before a game. And we're not talking about little kids here. We're talking about grown-ups. 20 to 25 year olds. Yes. So. But their I mean, brains are not developed either till 25. No, but also right? so, you know, they're playing, they're playing on a professional level and they're making a lot of money and you don't, expect a coach at that level having to babysit his athletes you know again it goes back to respect it goes back to self-respect yeah. it goes back to respecting your coaches your organization and your teammates because if you're dragging your butt the next morning or the next day in the game who's who has to carry your load your teammates and that's not fair yeah it's so it's becoming a real problem because yeah. you're really several people on the team are all playing each other and they're all playing till 4am. And then the next day, half your squad's tired. Yeah. And the rest of the squad has to, and the rest of the squad the has to carry the weight. Guys. And you know, it all comes down to discipline boundaries and, you know, self-awareness. I you're not just For kids doing this today don't have as much self-awareness because they're self-focused, right? Yeah. It's all about instantaneous. They could want yeah. everything quick, everything easy. They don't want to wait. They're very impatient. Yeah. So we're kind of building this reward system pathway and addiction in all multi-levels now. Yeah. We've talked about that. So multi-way pathways or, or addictive pathways by the neurosurgeon, Dr. Insignia, he says that anything that stimulates the feel good hormones. So it could be gambling. It could be scrolling on your phone. Yeah. It could be drugs, porn, alcohol, whatever it is, is if it makes you feel good, even sugar can give you the same hormones. Right. Well, you know, uh, we've mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but uh, sugar is 10 times more addictive than cocaine. And, how easy is it to access sugar? Any yeah, I had a bad day on Mother's Day. I accessed donuts and then I almost, I couldn't stop. Like I hadn't yeah. had it for four months, right? And then I had it and then I was like, oh my gosh, I just kept junk food, anything. Like in your brain it was talking to me. I'm like, I got to stop, so. Yeah, it gets very excessive uh, because the more you eat, the more you want, the more you want, the more you eat. It's a vicious cycle. And, uh, you know, with the gaming and the, the cell phones, it's the same thing. It is the same cycle. Yes. Yeah. It's the same well, reward path. You create the same stimulus to, uh, in your brain and you keep checking because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to miss a picture on Instagram. You don't right. want to miss a message from a friend. Right. You know, it, it just keeps going and going and going. And right. where does it stop? And then 
you you expect yourself to perform, but your lack of focus, your your mental exhaustion prevents you from from competing on a higher level. Then yeah. you get hard on yourself, and then you get depressed, and that's a whole other issue. And that's yes, and that's where we lead into other issues with drugs. Yes, exactly. Now let's imagine that in that in Jens and Larissa's world where things resolve themselves or we fix them. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> right? Our utopia for sports, if you will. Maybe we should call it that. <laughs> but let's say parents, coaches, and associations all got on the same page. What would that look like to you if all three of those very important levels of of authoritative figures, but involved in sports, all helped balance, not even just technology, but brought back healthy habits and focus. Yeah. So again, it all starts at home with the parents. You start creating healthy habits at a very young age, meaning make sure your kids get at least, depending on age, between 10 and 12 hours yeah. of sleep. You reduce screen time, whether it's cell phone, yeah, iPad, it doesn't laptop, yeah. doesn't matter, any type of screen. You make sure you eat, your kids eat a healthy diet. Yeah, you know what? There's no issue with uh, having a cheat meal here and there, going to a fast food restaurant and have a burger or whatever. But they're but, doing you know, it more frequently, yeah. right? This generation gets takeout 10 times more a year than when I was 14 or 15. There was a stat on that. I because could not believe it. Because it's convenient, you know. Um, no, but they're also less skilled. Say, they're lazier. Yeah. They don't want to cook. No, you know, I don't want to just generalize they don't want to cook, but, yeah. uh, you know, we're living in a very, very stressful time. You know, many people have two or three jobs. Uh, then they run their kids from event to, to sporting event to school events, you name it. There's very little time, but it's all about being logistically smart. Right. And, and also value system. What do you value? Yeah. You know, you can, you can prioritize and healthy living, healthy habits should be number one priority in every family. So, you know, what, what can an association do? This association, I've got my own ideas of how it can. I would love to hear your ideas. Well, and then I should mine. <laughs> um, when we go and work with associations or clubs, I like to examine their protocols and procedures, right? Mm -hmm. I like to sit there and I like to hear their boards talk, I want to hear their coaches talk. I want to hear their frustrations. And when I hear their pain points about whether, usually it's about parents, usually it's about maybe an organization not backing them up. There are ways to fix that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. By simple, simple changes in protocols and procedures and getting parents and coaches all on the same page, it can be That's done. Right. By simply changing policies. You know, hey, if you're going to join our club, well, this is what we're about. If you're going to join our club, um, sorry, there are no cell phones out in the arena before your games. Right. Right. You have to adhere to 
the uh, balanced screen time measures at home, right? This is the club saying this on top of the coaches that the parents have to sign and the athletes. So when you get all four of them resonating the same message, following that protocol within a year or two, it changes and they become very happy and very successful. That's where I would start. I would start at double end both ends, right? Through the sports associations and the parents. Right. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great approach. Uh, you know, in an ide ideal world, you would have all three on the same page. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's impossible. It requires a lot, a lot of work, talking, getting yep. in front of people and having people being receptive to these changes and not just going with the flow and say, you know, it doesn't bother me that much because it, it should bother you a lot. It does. It's showing up all everywhere, as you know, who we speak to, all our guests yeah. and the sports psychologists are all seeing it. So yeah. it, it is a problem. You know, we are working on seminars where we will work on getting everyone on the same page. And like I said, it's a lot I mean, of you and I think it's easy, but it can be done. But when, it, when we sit down with people, it's actually quite easy to make the changes. It's just about practicing new habits and it takes 30 yes. days and a whole yes. season to sort of weed that out, but it, it, it can work. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, you know, I'm excited to get this started. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, there are ways to, to eliminate the distractions, to get our uh, young athletes refocused and make sure that they are following the path to success. Yeah. And so my tips that I was going to leave people with today were some summative from you and I. So it's about practicing healthy habits. We've said that jointly. Yes. Setting up a balanced screen time. Maybe you want to do a pact at home. Start young. Install control yeah. apps, parents. That's the way to go, or at least control the Wi-Fi. Um, and then you want to make sure that they are practicing the protocols and procedures of the coaches and that they're listening to their coaches and that we give them intrinsic motivators. I would add that in there because if they don't want to be better, then why bother? That's the point, you know. Right, add those in there. We can, That's the only one I would add that you that we didn't talk about. Right, you know, this is the 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 biggest key in all of this. Our youth has to be receptive to this. We can, you know, we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. Uh, you know, we don't want to get to a point where you say, okay, it's either you follow these procedures or, or we force you to, to, right? Or it's going to come down to forcing eventually. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have to go the hard way and, uh, you know, they have to suffer the consequences. But in hindsight, I guarantee you, a few years down the road, they will say, thank you. Oh, yeah. The changes will come. The pendulum will swing. It will work. Well, thank you so much, Jens. I, uh, I'm excited. Well. We have some really amazing guests coming on in the next five weeks before yes. we launch this. And I wish I could tell everybody names but you'll have to stay tuned to the next time soon enough soon enough thank you to all of our listeners we appreciate your support as it adds to our mission 
With each episode, we want to make someone in sports feel better and have a positive impact in our athletes' worlds. We are excited to share self-evaluative leadership and coaching courses to corporations and sport associations. 